Hello, this is Mal hopping in to let you know you're listening to the second half of this week's weekly TCAP. Mel and I decided to split this TCAP in half because we felt as if the beginning topic and this topic did not necessarily go together, which normally happens, but this episode was almost two hours long and we thought it'd be best if we did not put out a two-hour episode. I also want to warn whoever is listening This could be a triggering episode. We talk about child sexual abuse as well as pornography. This is not an episode to listen to with your children, but we speak some hard truths and um, we get very raw and honest about the two topics that we do discuss, the two articles that we discuss in this episode. I hope you are able to um, share this episode with your friends and have a discussion about these very intense and serious topics. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls, girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy! Um, As you can tell, this is an unscripted uh podcast and we hope that you like we hope that you feel as if you're sitting in the kitchen with us and we're just (laughs) joshing around sharing our opinions on some things i hope that that's the vibe you get because that's definitely the vibe we are putting out um okay uh thank you for that melanie all right so let's do do we okay once again as you can tell us that's scripted should we do the a uh, story before the ad or no do you want to do that there's another ad no 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 <laughs> scroll up <laughs> there's a story before that about the usa today story usa today yeah right after the picture of the um screenshot of the gop post and there's like a oh i see it now okay sure yeah should we this. talk about it okay Okay, the reason why I wanted to go back and forth is like, I hate this like topic, but I do think, so I put it on there originally because I'm like, we really should talk about this in the sense of like, if they're going to make it mainstream, then we need to do our best to always combat it every time we see it. But then I'm like, oh, it's such a gross topic. And then I think we should talk about it. So many of you, if you're on Twitter, you saw that USA Today posted their article about uh, pedophiles and say that pedophilia is a sexual disorder. This is the beginning of the article. It says, pedophilia is viewed among the most horrifying social ills, but scientists who study the sexual disorder say it's also among the most misunderstood. When most of the public thinks of pedophilia, they assume it's synonymous with child sexual abuse. Uh, I guess, trigger warning, don't listen to this part if this is too much. A pervasive social program that has exploded to crisis levels online. Ooh, that's a terrible line right there. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, 
Researchers who study pedophilia say that the term describes an attraction, not an action, and using it interchangeably with abuse fuels misperceptions. Fuels misperceptions. The American Psychiatric Association Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders that pedophilia is defined by recurrent intense sexual arousing fantasies, sexual urges, or behaviors involving sexual activity with a prepubescent child or children. Scientists had a recent, oh, oh, so many thoughts, right? sorry. Scientists have in recent decades improved their misunderstanding of pedophilia causes prenatal and early childhood risk factors, as well as how pedophiles can better control themselves. One of the most significant findings is that the scientists who study the disorder say pedophilia is determined in the womb, though environmental factors may influence whether someone acts on an urge to abuse. The evidence suggests it is inborn and is neurological, said James Cantor, a clinic psychologist, sex researcher, and former editor-in-chief of Sexual Abuse, a Journal of Research and Treatment. Pedophilia, quote, pedophilia is the attraction to children regardless of whether the person ever harms, end quote. Not all people who sexually abuse children are pedophiles. Some pedophiles never abuse children, experts say, and some people who, who sexually abuse children do not sexually prefer them, but use them as a surrogate for an adult partner. They may be disinhibited and antisocial with impulse control problems. So many thoughts. Mel, do you want to go first? Well, I would rank like pedophilia, like right up there with like sex trafficking, human mm-hmm. trafficking. Mm-hmm little less than abortion but still like right up like, there right like it's like it's right like there. just like a tad like just like a like it's just like a notch like a yeah. teeny notch yeah. like if you're like adjusting your volume in your car it's just like a like just like a yeah. little yeah yeah <laughs> anyways yeah, yeah. um yeah i don't know i even if let's just say like even if pedophilia is a mental disorder that still does not make it okay or like justify like yeah like you could say I don't know some people um I don't know have uh, multiple personality disorders and they want to you know I don't know um one day they love their husband the next day they want to beat up their husband I don't know this is an example that still doesn't make that okay just because you can fall back on well i have a you know a mental you know illness whatever so um really quick i just don't buy it as a mental illness like i just, i don't buy i buy it as a preferred perversion i it's the same as like we don't say people who are rapists have a mental illness mm-hmm. so that's how i feel about like i don't I just don't yeah. think. I think it's definitely disordered. I think it definitely, you know, is from the devil, you know, implanting mm-hmm. thoughts into people's minds and their hearts, um, desensitizing people. Um, and so that's why I say, let's just say, even if th- this is the cause of a mental disorder, it's still wrong so like I don't know whether or not 
somebody chooses their attractions or they're born with their attractions, if their attractions are disordered, it's still wrong to act out on that attraction. So I'm just trying to parallel that with, you know, that argument. Um, it could be, I don't know, a, 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 like a circular thing, like a cycle of somebody grows up watching pornography, they create more pornography and it goes, you know, back and somebody else grows up watching it, they've created and I don't know. But yeah, I think, I know like you and I've talked about before of like, the reason this is like kind of on topic but off topic but like the reason why as girls we feel the need to shave our bodies to be completely um a naked mole rat down at our in, in our vagina area our vulva i think i completely agree with you when we talked about it once that that stems like there's no other explanation i don't think that it unless it stems from pedophilia and from the pornography industry you know glorifying glamorizing that because that hairless women is just not our autonomy that is no. not how our bodies are made it's 10 year olds at 10 years old you're hairless our grandparents i promise you your grandmother your great grandmother was not hairless i i don't know her uh, anyone listening i don't know her i never you know watched her have sex but i promise you she was hairless this has come from the easy accessibility you mean she to... had hair she was oh i'm sorry she had hair you're right <laughs> she had hair and this is the hairlessness has come from the easy accessibility to porn and i'm going to say this and people's Someone told me I'm a little harsh on porn. I am harsh on porn. I'm not hard. I don't want to be harsh to people who are struggling with it, but I am harsh on porn. I'm harsh on the porn industry. I want to say this too. Porn starts off sweet and vanilla. You see this, uh, you, when you're watching porn, sweet and vanilla, you see this person with that person, it's all fine. It can only escalate. So if you're listening and you have a boyfriend or a husband that is struggling with porn addiction, he needs to go or speak girlfriend. Or, or girlfriend. Or if you are a girlfriend that's struggling with porn addiction, you or someone you're listening to needs to go speak with someone in spiritual authority, such as a pastor, such as an accountability partner needs to speak with them as soon as it's up now. Don't even finish the episode. Don't even finish the episode. <laughs> Go now. Like, Forget I mean, about us. We'll still be here. <laughs> we'll still be here and tell me your testimony because I'd love to hear it. Because no, seriously, like this all, I promise you, I I don't like to speak in absolutes, but I believe with my full heart, absolutely. Every person that's a pedophile has watched and consumed excessive amounts of porn. I Every, I don't want to speak in absolutes. Sure, there could be a person who was locked in a dungeon their whole, but you know what? If you're locked in a dungeon your whole life, I hate to say it, you probably have had some sort of sexual trauma because if you had someone, you know, locking you in a dungeon, bad example, I can't, to me, I can't even think of anybody how you would be, how you would be a pedophile or have not consumed porn. I can't even think of a, a scenario yeah. where that would happen. It's and that's something. Awesome yeah. And Ooh. just to like, 
share about my personal experience if anyone's listening to this episode for the first time. So I'm actually a survivor of child sexual abuse. I was sexually abused by a family member all throughout my childhood. And I think throughout our conversations of talking about pornography, Mallory, one day it finally like clicked of like, I don't know, unless it truly is a mental disorder, there's no way how somebody wakes up one day and says, I'm going to do this horrific act. And I agree with you. It starts small. Like there's no other way. It, I think like a hundred percent it's from pornography being put into the mind, to the heart, being desensitized. And for somebody, and I've heard it before of like, the more you watch pornography and you're involved with sexual sin, you keep needing like a bigger hit, you like need a, a bigger high. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like, you know, with any drug eventually, you know, I guess your body gets accustomed and then you have to do more. There has to be bigger, better, badder, whatever for that high. And so I think that that's probably how somebody gets into that porn of, you know, raping an adolescent an infant and it's sad and that's from nowhere other than the devil nowhere other than the devil and the devil has done a fantastic job of making porn seem so normalized i cannot believe how many men and women now and now but i will say this in women's defense y'all know how pro woman i am in women's defense um i want to say it's 70 percent. i could be totally off but i want to say it's 70 percent of women are introduced to porn from their male partner i will say that but anyway um it is the devil has done an amazing job of making it how super normal the last guy that i tried to start a relationship with one of the one night we started talking and we literally argued for like an hour and a half over porn and he tried to convince me that it is normal that this is what a healthy relationship does and he even made the he said well if you're insecure um you need to work on your insecurity that's what he told me if you're insecure you need to work on your insecurity because disgusting uh, over me watching porn over your partner <laughs> so over your partner watching porn if you're insecure you should work on that that's what he told me the devil has done a fantastic job getting it and making it normal. And this is kind of like off topic, but kind of on topic. This all makes me think. So in the, it's underlined in the article. So it's underlined on our docket and it says exploded to crisis levels online. I think that's so worded in a disgusting way. Exploded to crisis levels online because it is a crisis. And let me tell you one thing. Y'all know I talked about this episode last week, but it is bothering me so much, especially because it's the, I don't want to say the devil. I mean, I guess it could stem from the devil, but the producers have made it visually attractive. The music is fun. The storyline is actually very interesting. The show, Euphoria. They show male genitalia full-blown and this is a high school show the kids are not in high school though so I'm sorry that's not okay if they i I would be against it if they were in college as well but it would make a little bit more sense to have the story take place in college than in high school and to me it's tiny things like that and y'all if 
I mean, Zendaya's I in this show, and it makes me cry. I love Zendaya. I she I we'll get onto that. We can talk about that a little bit later. But no! I know, I know, not Zendaya. I know. I wa- everyone's talking about how great the show is, and I knew the new season was coming out, so I watched the first episode and some of the second, and I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I don't understand how adults can do. It. I don't understand. It is so inappropriate. Sure, maybe kids in high school were doing this. I don't know. I was looking at two shoes, but they could have aged them. I just, it's so strange to me. They're, they're not even seniors. They're juniors in high school, like full, completely nude in some scenes, like showing actual, and it's HBO. So, you know, HBO, and that's, that's the other thing too. Things like HBO, Netflix, they don't have the same rules that the fcc has on tv because y'all remember gay in the show so i'll give you a brief synopsis of so she's technically not gay because she's dating a transgender girl and i didn't even know she was transgender i found out she was transgender because i watched a review i didn't i couldn't finish the show i watched the review of the show and um and uh they mentioned that she was transgender like so, a boy who became a girl yes it's a, a boy that became a girl okay so i guess she is gay well but the thing is i think here's the thing i think it's she's fluid because i'm pretty sure she later likes a guy i couldn't fully tell Zendaya. but but here's okay here's the other thing too that's a whole nother the sexuality part is a whole shake thing. it up like spider-man queen casey undercover I watched. I totally like, forgot about Casey Undercover. Over Christmas break, I actually watched a little saga with the cute Asian guy from um, Thirteen Reasons Why. They have like a, I don't know if you remember that. It's like four episodes. I sat and watched the whole thing over Christmas break. <sighs> My, so we can discuss that show. I'm so shocked, y'all. But I just want to say, shows like Euphoria. I don't know. I've never watched Game of Thrones, but from what it seems, it, it seems like there's a lot of sex scenes in there. I don't know. I've never watched it because of that. Um, but shows like Euphoria, even like 13 Reasons Why, we can throw that in there. I don't know. Other shows. Was there sex scenes in 13 Reasons Why? I don't remember. Yes. Okay. Or at least you can allude. Sexual. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. You can, you can, you know, guess what's happening, you know, when they wake up the next day. And anyways, um, and those shows, programs, movies, not only like, I don't know, glamorize high school, but I feel like young people, not I feel, I know young people are watching this content and then they're thinking, well, I guess this is what everybody's doing. And because of that thought, they do it because they think uh, everybody's doing this, right? When in reality, everybody's chilling, everybody's at home, eating their goldfish, watching Netflix, hanging with their dog, like not actually doing the euphoria lifestyle, what it make it out to be. And so the story plot is about a girl who's in high school who's addicted to drugs and then there's other and i think the plot could actually be really really good i think that the I, the music was good i love the visuals i like the uh 
the lighting that they do and the different artistic takes and some of the scenes that I saw. I just saw the first episode and the beginning of the second one. So even from that, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. But it's just so much unnecessary sex. Perfect example I can think of, Degrassi. Did you ever watch Degrassi? No. So Degrassi couldn't watch it when I was in high school or middle school or elementary school. But eventually <laughs> I watched it as an adult. On, it's all on YouTube. And there's a scene where Manny, uh, one of the main characters, she gets drunk and she lifts up her shirt and she's like doing all this. And one of the guys like filming it, blah, 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 right? My perfect example is we didn't see her breast, but we knew what was going on. Like we knew that he filmed it. We, and then the next day there was consequences for him, which I also, something too, I like that. He got, he was shamed for filming her, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, so, you know, we see that we didn't see it but we knew what happened they can say mary sue and joe went to their bedroom and got it on they can even do a pan of them under the covers and we get it we get the point we understand they can there was a scene where they were one of the girls had filmed like a scene a sexual scene this part obviously you should not listen with kids sorry about that y'all um there was a scene where they showed on the phone, they were all watching um, one of the girls, she had made a porn in high school and had been sent around the school and the guy was showing him and all the guys were like, oh yeah, but okay. They didn't have to show us the porn. We could get that the guys were, we understood the plot. We understood the mess, the message they were trying to relay without having to show us. Um, we've gone way off track um i've heard it oh, one time um at one time i i heard kind of like a summary of this pornography chastity talk and one point was even just shows like that or scenes like that it may not be the traditional classification of pornography but that even that is pornography yeah and i agree and that's why I try to stay away from things like that. I like The Bachelor, y'all, but I look away. I turn my head. I close my eyes. Anyways, but I think it just starts small. Euphoria, Game of Thrones. Oh, this is fun. Wow. I like the way I feel. What's that website again? All the boys joked about in high school. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't know. But it, it starts does. small. There's yeah. a crack. And then some people may feel like, well, no turning back now. But I also want to share this message of like all the, like one time, like there's this Instagram page that I follow that their sole like job, their purpose of that organization is to track down these like online um, pedophilia, like pornography distributors and to arrest them or like even the abusers themselves the traffickers and they'll post a, like pictures of the guys i don't remember if they blur their faces but kind of just to show like hey we got this guy we got this guy he did this and now he's you know gonna be locked up and one time i commented on one of the posts of the guy that they arrested and i said like may god have mercy on his soul like something like that and then somebody messaged me back like there's no mercy for people like this or like something like that. And, and I guess it's hard 
to think in that way that even someone who has done something so horrible also deserves mercy. Um, but I just want to share that message of like that the greatest sinner can, you know, become a saint and that they can give their life to God, have a conversion or a reversion if they grew up Christian and fell away, that it is possible and that God can use that story for his glory. Ooh, that rhymed. But um, yeah, I just want to share that of like, even, you know, the pedophiles, the sex traffickers, the whatever else that, yes, that they all deserve mercy and that they have till their dying breath to accept Christ and to repent. So it is possible. And yeah, I just, that's one of my prayers, especially like for my own abuser is I pray that he repents. I don't want anyone to go to hell. I think that because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, everybody, you know, is called to that ocean of his mercy, to accept his mercy. And so, yeah, I just want to lighten that, that there is hope, there's redemption, even after the greatest and most ugliest sins. And I want to just add to that, and then I guess we should wrap up this section. Um, And I hope I'm not overstepping, but Melanie really does practice what she preaches. Um, If this is too much, I can cut it out. But (laughs) when she posted um, something a couple months ago from, I guess it was the impact statement on Instagram. It was the day that he finally like got a judgment from the judge of like, here's the ruling of like how long you're gonna be in prison. And she like legitimately in her statement, she prayed for him pretty much. She prayed for his soul and she mentioned like she practices what she preaches. And honestly like that was very I cried. I I've only known you for a year and some change and that was like very I don't know she practices what she preaches and I think that there's a lot of weight to that because I have never experienced anything like that so me saying show compassion which is why like there are certain topics like I sometimes like I shouldn't talk too much about but like me saying show compassion doesn't hold as much weight as someone who hasn't been hurt in that way but Melanie has and like the fact that she's saying that just like to me that shows maturity and also to that's really what the bible which i have here because we want to read a verse later today <laughs> uh it's really what the bible is like showing us and telling us to do um so yeah so i think that's a good note to end this section on is like this is terrible horrible we have to speak out against it um but no one is too far from god yeah no nobody's beyond the mercy of christ no one yeah that was good um another really our last story that we're going to wrap up on is another sad story that someone who needs god's mercy as well um oh real some of you have probably already seen the video so we're going to talk about it really quick of the new mexico teen mom who threw her newborn baby in a dumpster the police say the infant is in stable condition and this was as of two days ago so I feel like the baby's probably out. It was on the news today. Uh, and I'm pretty, they named the baby already. Um, so I think 
he's going, he's doing a lot better. His name is Saul, Saul, and I'm not quite sure why. I think that's like, I would have named maybe Paul, but I don't know. <laughs> Cause like, I feel like there's no positive Saul in the Bible, but it's not my child. So anyway, um, so surveillance <laughs> video taken outside of New Mexico store shows the moment a teen mom tossed her unwanted newborn baby into a dumpster and the rescuers who pulled her to safety five hours later it should be him right because saw is a male name um quote i got a call about 8 30 on friday said hobbs pd and said hey joe are your cameras working out back joe and Mark, the owner of brig outfitters told fox news digital they said we have a crime scene at first he thought someone had broken into the store but the video showed a woman pulling up in a white car around 2 p.m mountain time friday unceremoniously tossing a black bag from the back seat into the dumpster and driving off close to six hours later the cameras show a group of people fishing through the dumpster and pulling the baby out they had heard the baby crying inside embryo said Acting Hobbs Police Chief August Fonds said during a news briefing on Monday afternoon that the three people were uh, scavenging in the dumpster for anything of value when they heard whimpering inside. They dug closer and eventually found the male newborn inside a trash bag. They picked him up, wrapped him in a dirty wet towel covered in dried blood with his unbiblical cords still attached, the chief said. Police identified the Good Samaritans as Michael Green, Hector Hasso, and April Nutal. Jasso told Hasso told police that they first thought the crying might have been a kitten, but as soon as they picked up the bag, he could tell it was too heavy. Nutal fished the child out of the bag and immediately cradled him in the towel, according to the video of the incident and the police report. Green called 911. Their collective quick response to this emergency, including notification of 911, was absolutely pivotal in saving this baby's life, Fawn said. Police arrived within minutes, and a short while later, the investigators called Embraer and asked if they could review his surveillance cameras. He told Fox News Daily, they said, we're looking for somebody that dumped a black garbage bag in the dumpster, and I knew right then. I turned to the office and said, please don't tell me it's my baby, he said. The room got emotional, he said, but one of the officers interjected, the baby's still alive, don't worry. I will say on the news, they said the 16-year-old baby daddy didn't even know she was pregnant, and he's trying to get custody of the baby now. Yeah, she, he did. this story is just so sad to me. There's just so, so many points, but Melanie, you go first. Well... I hope that we can see the parallels of this with abortion of just a complete disregard, utter of disregard the, of the humanity and the dignity of that life. And I would think it's really interesting if there's any pro-abortion people out there who have empathy for this newborn, you know, mm-hmm. because if this was, you know, an hour before i don't know if he was still in the womb and the mother chose a, a, a an abortion a partial birth abortion 
would they have that same reaction? If there's any pro-abortion people out there who are, you know, appalled by this, I would just be curious to know, you know, their thoughts. Um, I did see online that the mom was arrested. Yeah, she was arrested. So, I don't know. I just think, you know, maybe one day, I, for right now, the time being, I don't think that women should be punished who seek abortions because I think I believe that women are also victims of the abortion industry women have also been lied to um women are hurting but I think let's say 10 20 100 years where we're in an anti-abortion society I would hope there's a similar reaction or uproar if a woman fully knowing about the humanity of the life chooses abortion somehow does an abortion that there would be that this same reaction of oh my goodness how could she do this yeah um I think it's so sad and I wonder if she was able to I guess not tell the baby daddy about her pregnancy I wonder did mom and dad know is their mom dad family friends did anybody know about this pregnancy and then another thing I want to know she didn't know till she gave birth she said she did not know until she gave birth. How is that even possible? I have no idea. Oh my goodness. Have you seen that show of like, I, I didn't, didn't know, know I was pregnant? I've seen clips. Yeah. I don't, seen, I, years ago, I watched like a couple episodes, but thinking about it now I, with my like pro life lens, how can you not know <laughs> you're pregnant? But then I, I'm thinking of like her giving birth did she give birth alone at home in her bathroom like that's what it that's what it sounded so on the news today they said she gave birth by herself she didn't know she's pregnant she gave birth by herself in the bathroom is what they said on the news and boyfriend baby daddy did not know and he's trying to get custody parents i they didn't say the parents knew but she said she didn't know so i'm assuming her parents didn't know and I think I read somewhere too. Her mom was like, we have to show compassion and um, making a lot of excuses for her, which I'm just so on the fence about how to feel about her because on one hand, I'm like, in the video, it's, she's just like throwing like, it's like she's throwing like a pizza box. It, It honestly like made me tear up just to think of there's a human being in that. So on one hand, I'm like, this is disgusting like I cannot believe a human being would do this to another human being to an innocent human being not just an innocent an innocent human being that is half of you an innocent human being that innately you are called to take care of she had to violate everything that's already inside of her to do something like that and then on the other hand I'm thinking like what mess up situation could you be in that you would think that that's okay that you would think that like what situation could you possibly be in that this is what you can resort to I mean she could have dropped the baby off at a fire station at a police station Mm -hmm. honestly I'm sure even in her neighborhood she could have dropped the baby off like not even trying to be funny but like maybe have a basket or something drop the baby off and just say here's a baby and someone would have known what to do like if someone dropped the baby off at our door I would know what to do um 
well obviously I'd look around and everything but anyway her point is there's so many other options she could have done how messed like what is wrong yeah. with her like what is she are we going to find out she has mental I don't know like what could cause a mother a human being a mother because inside of us women even women who don't even really want kids there is something automatically that God has put inside of us to naturally nurture, to want to hold, to want to take care of. I mean, even in the video, the other part that also made me tear up, even in the video, that lady, she automatically like, oh gosh, it's like, uh, sorry, I'm so dramatic. I don't mean to be. She like grabbed the baby. No, it's sad automatically and like was cradling it and she like yeah. kissed it and the baby was like in the tr- like think about that like I think going to the trash I'm sure people do it all the time I think it's disgusting like I think it's so gross because you think about all the other things that have been there because the baby had been in there for six hours and probably smelled disgusting it's just her natural response was to hold and cradle and she even kissed it in the video and it's just like what could possess a human being to do that to someone so innocent and so pure and I know that sometimes we all joke about like oh I don't like to hear babies on a plane or like this baby at church was really loud but like the reality is like if a baby is in your arm you just naturally it's like a natural thing inside like what could make you do that and I just I also think about like when he sees this video when he's 16 years old like what is he going to I mean the trauma that he's probably already endured being out as like in his cell levels and like on his skin, like all the other things. And then I also think about like, I have friends that are trying so hard to get pregnant. And then this lady is so blessed that she had this so clearly naturally. And she just so casually like threw it away. It's just, it's so much. And it also too, last thing, and I'll get off my soapbox. It just also goes to show like where we are in society of how we treat human beings. I'm talking about the pre-board. I'm talking about the board. I'm talking about our neighbors. I'm talking about your great grand, the older lady that lives across the street from you. Like it just goes to show how we view humanity. And it shows like, that's why we're in the area where that's why people who have COVID or people who are vaccinated are wishing death on people who are not vaccinated. In reality, that's why people who aren't vaccinated are wishing death on people who are vaccinated. Like both sides are doing it because we just don't care about people. And it's just, it's so, so sad. And I just thinking about that video and about just like the lady, the second lady holding him and like, like how natural that was, like a mother, like a woman's, she's, I don't even know if she's a mother, but just like a woman's instinct, like how much did you have to fight that to just toss, like a pizza box, just toss, and she didn't even plate, like, you know, it wouldn't be okay, but, you know, people have like placed kids in the trash, or placed them somewhere, she didn't even place, it was just like, oof, and then just, those are my thoughts and I think that the not even placing the baby but tossing the baby I think stems from a pro-abortion culture um where that is where we have that who cares you can just get an abortion and I wonder had she known she was pregnant 
seems like she would have gotten an abortion. Yeah. Seems like she tossed that baby because she's like, darn it. If I had known you were inside of me, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't have wanted you. I would have aborted you. So I'm getting rid of you now. Yeah. And why didn't she think that she could go to somebody who could help? Like, does she know about her pregnancy resource centers? Does she go to church and know someone who would like watch the child? Like, honestly, I've been really, and I struggle with this just because I do not like to ask for help. Like, I'd rather just handle everything on my own. But the Bible talks about this. Um, in a little Bible study thing I did this week, we read this a scripture in Ecclesiastes about this. Like, conservatives, one thing that I think we overstep in is individualism we really are not necessarily collective but community is really what we need to be like this is where community comes in like if she had someone that could she could have talked to because I mean I just can't imagine like all of the things she had to biologically and logically she had to bypass mm-hmm. to get to Go the against. point to go against to get to the point where you're going to casually toss a baby and like you know also too like I'm sure there had like I don't know I know when someone's pregnant like I've seen women and I've been like I mean she could have hit it and I mean maybe she her school isn't back open so they don't see her at school but I'm just like there had to be people around her that thought that something was off she had to know something was off. there's just so many times where like oh it's just we just need to I'm not blaming this on community and I don't know if community would have made a difference but it just also makes me think like for the people in our life that could be in a situation an unplanned pregnancy where they just do not want the child like that's where community steps in that's where okay let's think about adoption maybe parenting classes you need this you need that like that's just where all of this comes in and I it's just it's just such a sad story a sad story but what I am glad is almost all the comments were upset at the mom and a lot of them said we need better um sex education which we can agree I'm sure we probably disagree with what better means but I think it's good that we can all come together and agree that like this was horrible everybody Mm -hmm. said it was horrible and that we need better sex education now whether that's you know this way or this way we'll we can disagree on but like the fact that we need better sex education because that's the thing too if she was charting if she was not on Mm-hmm. I guess she wasn't on birth control, but if she was at least charting, she would have known something was. I off. mean, maybe she was. I just looked up the statistics today for the amount of women on birth control who seek abortions, and it's from 2014 is the latest stat. I imagine I don't know how it's changed, but about 50 percent, 51 is the number of women who get abortions are on some type of contraceptive the month that they get pregnant that they I got did pregnant. not know that did not know that mm-hmm. i'm going to post that fact tomorrow I 50 per, well the actual number is 51 51 percent wow so it could be very likely that home, home girl was on birth control i mean she's obviously sexually active so obviously. i mean i wouldn't 
it would make sense to me that she was on contraception, some form, and contraception failed. And and this is what the abortion industry wants. And I just made a reel about this on my Instagram about this exact topic, um, that the same founders of the abortion industry were the founders of the birth control industry. Um, Margaret Sanger and colleagues started, um, I forgot, like birth control. So it was a birth control clinic that later became the first Planned Parenthood. And then the two birth control organization and the abortion organization merged into Planned Parenthood. And so I didn't know all that. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's really interesting. I think it's really That's suspicious. Sus. If you watch That's my sus. reel, you'll get my joke. I find it really suspicious that the same industry that started abortion also started birth control. And so it, and then about half of the women getting abortions were on birth control, which means that their contraception failed. So the abortion industry says, hey, we have your solution. It, don't worry, you can keep on with your sexual activity. You won't become pregnant, but if you do, you know where to find us. Then their contraceptives fail and they go back to Planned Parenthood. And something I heard once, which is kind of funny, is the title birth control allows for neither birth nor self-control. There's neither birth nor control in birth control. So I, I think it could actually be titled, I don't know, pregnancy or responsibility prevention. We could title it that. But yeah, it's it's a part of the abortion industry's plan, their evil plan to lead a woman to seek abortion, um, make them money. And to wrap it all together, and they are being exposed to porn and sexual explicit images and ideas that mm-hmm. gets them to want to be on yep. control. Mm-hmm. And Planned Parenthood is teaching their sex ed as early as kindergarten. And they're seeing graphic images. They're learning about LGBTQIA plus sex stuff from very early on so Planned Parenthood building a relationship with them saying you don't have to talk to mom and dad I've known you since kindergarten if you need your birth control if you need your abortion I've known you since you were little you can come talk to me that's their evil plan and they're watching euphoria or shows like it (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it's just oh it's all a lot okay we gotta change topics let's do something a little bit light um the bible which honestly this verse has nothing to do with what we've talked about today but is a verse that um they talked about in this bible study thing that i did and i really wanted to talk about or like at least go over it and maybe you know it resonates with somebody and honestly like this is definitely an episode we should end in the word if we can because we just talked about a lot of heavy stuff and i'm just sad about how the world is but we know that we have hope in jesus this scripture is brought to you by culture of life 1972 you can head over to www.col1972.com and use the code those other girls 1972 and get 10 percent off your purchase 100 percent of your purchase goes to pro life causes
So um, this verse is John 4, um, 13 through 14. And it says, I'm reading from the ESV. It says, Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And I'm not quite sure how to connect it. Melanie, think of how to connect it to what we just talked about. But I'm going to say my two cents on this. Part of the reason why I really like this is I like the fact that it said we'll never thirst again. And I think this is just like a good reminder, especially for those of us starting off the new year. And we want to read the Bible more. We want to get closer to God. Um, this is how we will never want anything else. We'll never, um, we'll never want to indulge in things that we know that will disappoint him because if we are, if we drink from his fountain, we will never thirst again. Melanie, do you know how to connect this to what we've talked about today? If not, it's okay. Well, I mean, I just agree with you that I've heard it said before that we have a God-sized hole in our heart. And so we're always seeking things to fill that hole when only God can fill that hole. Um, and there's a scripture verse that's, I think it's in Psalms. It says like, as a doe, as a deer longs for running streams of water, so my soul longs for you, Lord. Something like that. Yeah. Similar to that verse. And so like we can have, I don't know, I just like, I like to think of it even on like on, on a really good day. Like you had a really good meal. Church was awesome. You had a great travel experience or I don't know, you bought something that you were really wanting, but even then your soul is still longing for the Lord. Like your soul is not satisfied. And so just connecting that, um, all these ugly things of the world, pornography, abortion, et cetera, like people are seeking these things out because really their souls are longing for something greater that will never be satisfied on earth, which is God. So we got a drink of that water. The living water. That Amen. living water. Amen. Well, thanks everybody for sticking with it. This is probably a way too long episode, but we have Two times speed, y'all. Two times <laughs> speed. Two times speed. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Um, we just really appreciate you listening and you supporting the podcast. Like I said earlier, when I was talking about climbing posts, I really do want this um, podcast to reach the people that it needs to reach. My prayer for every episode is that it reach whoever needs to hear it. And I think that there are many girls out there, especially some of the things we said about the porn industry. Some of the things what Melody even said about like forgiveness uh, and mercy to people who do these abhorrent things but having mercy some of this episode someone needs to hear so part of the way that you could do that is to make sure you share this you like it you subscribe leave us a review so the way apple podcast suggests things to people and how it like moves up in the algorithm is if you leave reviews and people are subscribing so the more reviews we have the more people will find us and the more we can reach the people who need to hear this um so yeah so you guys can just do that and support us um hopefully if you're going to be at the north carolina march for life you 
maybe you're listening to this on your way to the North Carolina March for Life. Uh, hopefully you have a long drive because this was a long episode. Um, you'll see me there. Um, and if you're going to the National March for Life, you'll see both of us there. And if you're going mm-hmm. by yourself, please reach out. We would love to go. We would love to march with you so that you're not alone. Um, I guess that's it. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. After this episode was kind of heavy, um, get some Bible reading in. Take a walk. Touch some grass. That's what I'm going to do. That's what they say on the line when you've been online too much. Touch grass. I'm going to go out and touch some grass. Maybe yeah, like grounding. Earthing. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for you, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. The earthing thing. Um, But yeah, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day whenever, however you're listening to this. And see you hear us later bye bye thank you for listening to those other girls with mallory and bailey make sure you like comment and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at thoseothergirlspodcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.